Welcome. Welcome in to Sports Talk Chicago. All gas, no brakes. If you're looking for the same old sports talk, get out. You've come to the wrong place. Hey, we ain't come this far just to come this far, you hear me? I tell you what I see, I tell you the truth. We going hard today. We're fearless, bold, and highly opinionated. This here show. This show is so hot right now. The biggest guests, the hottest takes, and the best interviews live right here. Do you actually remind me of Dan Patrick? Because you ask great questions, you have the knack, you have the gift. On Sports Talk Chicago. Yo, Chicago. Here's your host. The guy's an absolute stud. John Zagul. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us across our great radio and TV affiliates across Illinois and Indiana, WJOB, AM 1230, uh, Jed TV, City's 92.9 Talk, FM, WKN 105.5, The Ticket. It's great to be here with you. This is John Zaglul. John Meadows is directing and producing. You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button there. Sports Talk Chicago as well. We're starting off the show with a huge guest, great friend of this program. So happy that he made some time here for us tonight. He's a senior NFL writer at OutKick, a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, and the host of the Five Spot with Donovan McNabb. Please welcome Armando Salguero to the program. Armando, it's great to see you back here, man. How are you? Wow, John. So uh, I thought you were making a commentary about my weight immediately, and I am suddenly uh, feeling better about it now that I know that that wasn't the case. <laughs> no, definitely not that. I, I appreciate you being here. Huge uh, guest. Huge guest. <laughs> yeah, huge guest in a good way, like like a, a great dignitary or a good friend of this program. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing in regards to that. It's good to see you, man. Um, I want to start with a couple of Bears stuff first. What have you yeah. made of their season so far? You've done some reporting on it at the national level. What have you made of how they performed? Uh, terrible to start, better to end. Uh, it's as simple as that. And, you know, obviously, after – Sunday, they're going to have a lot of evaluations to to do uh, about the most important people in the franchise. See, the three most important people uh, of the four at any franchise is the owner, the coach, the general manager, and the quarterback. We know <laughs> that the owner is not going to replace herself, so she's good. Right. Uh, But there has to be an evaluation about Justin Fields. There has to be an evaluation about uh, Eberflus. And there has to be an evaluation on polls. It's it's it has to happen. They evaluate people every week. Justin doesn't, but they evaluate people every week. Now they have to submit to the evaluation and. Uh, obviously, like we mentioned, you know, it looks better of late, but is of late good enough to erase what happened early on? And in the case of Justin Fields, is it good enough to erase what might happen in April come the draft? Do you think based on raw performance that Fields has done enough to prove that he's the guy here in Chicago? Um. Well, again, it's it, it's not just based on raw performance because based on raw performance and you have the number, you know, 34 pick in the draft, yeah, he's done enough. 
But based on raw performance and you have the number one pick in the draft and you have the number eight pick in the draft right now, maybe nine or ten when all is said and done, you know, maybe not. And it's it's as simple as can you do better? Can you upgrade? You know, I, I know that fans get uh, sort of attached to players <laughs> and attached to the potential of players. And I know when Justin Fields was drafted, Chicago thought, this is our guy. He, we're going we're gonna to ride or die with Justin Fields. Well, it's not like that right now for the, for the organization because it's you're going to ride or die with Justin Fields or the evaluation of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., Jalen Daniels. Those are the things you're that the organization is going to ride or die with. Very aptly put. Um, you also wrote a couple of weeks ago, which I found interesting, that a strong finish would, quote, save Matt Eberflus for the Bears. Do you think he's had a strong finish? We don't know yet. Is he, is he winning on Sunday? For now, yes. But is he going to win against the Packers? Yes, that's the big question. I mean, I mean, do you think he's done enough to – Kind of stick around. I mean, there, as you said, there's been improvement, but, you know, looking at the whole body of work over the past two years, there have been a lot of ups and downs, mainly downs for him. Right. And, you know, there are the, the issues with the coaching staff and what happened on defense there. I mean, what was that about? Uh, and, yep. And, right. And, but, <laughs> but stepping back from that, Okay, the what have you done for me lately? So they've got four wins in the last five games. If you finish with five wins in the last six games, if you're at, what, eight and nine to finish the season, um, you know, I can see, I can see the Hallis McCaskey you know, family going, you know, we're not going to make a change for the sake of making a change. Uh, they they didn't get to where they are, especially Virginia McCaskey didn't become who she is in the realm of ownership and the as respected as she is by making harsh and rash decisions and by doing those based on emotion. So she is going to probably take a step back. I doubt it's going to be the day after one way or the other, like normally happens. Uh, and she's going to figure out, is this the person that can carry this, this team to the next level? We are at a certain level now. And to be honest with you and all of Chicago and all Bears fans, it's mediocre at best, right? That's what it is. But when Eberflus took over, it was worse than mediocre. And it was mediocre, worse than mediocre last year. And it was worse than mediocre in September. Uh, now is we, they've rallied to mediocre. Can they take the next step? Armando, that's such a Bears thing and a Chicago thing to say. They have rallied to mediocre. Can they take the next step? I love it. This is Sports Talk Chicago. Armando Salguero is our guest, senior NFL writer for OutKick and Fox News. Armando, you're also a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter 
and a lot of people here in Chicago, including myself, I'll admit my bias, believe that Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. He's a finalist again this year. What do you make of his candidacy as the voting comes up? Well, I mean, don't apologize for your bias. We all have biases. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm a University of Miami alum. Where did Devin Hester go to school? Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, University of Miami. So, I mean, there's a built-in bias there. And look, I know that he is a unique player, not just a unique player in this class, which he is, uh, the, final, the 15 finalists that we're going to be considering here in a few weeks, but he is a unique player over his career because he was doing stuff that just no one else was doing during his tenure. And that carries weight in the room amongst the, the voters. I would say to you what also carries weight is that it was a limited, um, a limited amount of participation. When you think about a defensive player playing a thousand plays a season or a offensive player, you know, playing a thousand plays a season, a receiver catching 90 passes. It's a lot different than a returner, you know, returning, you know, 25 kickoffs or 30 kickoffs and 25 or 30 punts. It's just different. And so that's the thing that has, um, I think worked against them in the past and he's got to overcome. That That's a really good point. And I hear what you're saying. Is there the counter argument though, that he was so good at this special part of the game. He was the best to ever do what he did that could potentially outweigh the fact that he was limited overall as a player. Right. Uh, he was limited in his participation and in that, they tried to make him a receiver and, you know, that that met with, um, I guess, mixed results. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's been the argument. That's been the counter. <laughs> Somebody, you know, <laughs> people smarter than us have thought about that before, I think, and have, you know, articulated that to the voters. And it's a fair argument. The problem is it's that argument. And then on top of that, you have to make the uphill climb of, okay, so if we're not putting, if we're putting Devin Hester in, who are we not putting in? Because, you know, I mean, Tor we're leaving Tory Holt out again. We're leaving, you know, Reggie Wayne out again. We're, we're, <laughs> We're not going with Fred Taylor, uh, you know, who who gained over 10,000 yards in the NFL. So it's not just uh, in a vacuum. It's a decision that's also made with a limitation on the number of people that you can vote for and how you weigh, you know, your second, third, fourth vote. It, it matters how much that person or how strong that person's case is and how few counter arguments against that person there are. Let me ask you this. You mentioned 
couple of ballots, your first, third, you know, fourth vote. How's the process work in terms of Hall of Fame voting? If you don't mind me asking, or I don't know if that's too much. But. No, no, not at all. So um, we have our first vote sometime in September or October. I don't remember which one it is. And we cut down from like, I think there was like over close to 200 candidates. Wow. Um, this last year. And that got cut down to 25. And then we cut down again to 15. And from that 15, a class can have no more than seven, um, and, you know, uh, entrance enshrinees, as they call them in Canton. And so that's how it works. We, we whittle it down and it gets harder as we go, obviously. Armando Salguero still here with us on Sports Talk Chicago. A few more minutes here with Armando. Uh, great to have him here with us. Wanted to talk about the five-spot new show with you and Donovan McNabb on OutKick. I think it's been a great success, certainly amazing content. How did that all start up? Yeah, no, uh, Donovan, he's a great guy, I got to tell you. He's, I mean, I've covered the NFL since 1990, and I've dealt with some wonderful people and I've dealt with some not wonderful people (laughs) during that time as well. And I would say to you that Donovan McNabb was one of the not wonder. No, 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 I'm not going (laughs) to say. He's one of the good guys. Um, Easy, easy to get along with knows his stuff. Obviously I learned something about football every time he talks to me about football and so he's got the quarterback's perspective on things. Uh, he sees things, even watching on television, that, frankly, I don't see. And he knows what the coverages were. He knows where the progressions should go. Uh, he knows this stuff. And he's, he's, he's just great at it. What do you think's been the best part of the show since it launched? I know it's kind of new but what stood out to you yeah so we ha- we've had guests on and uh so nick sirianni when the whole tush push <laughs> you know controversy about banning or not banning was was hot it's not going to get banned by the way um or at least that's the sentiment around the league that it's not going to get banned uh, but when there was a possibility that it could be, uh, Sirianni was very, very, um, I wouldn't say defensive, but very possessive of the tush push. And he talked to us about loving the fact that other other teams fail at it. <laughs> loving the <laughs> fact that only the Philadelphia Eagles start every possession f- first and eight basically, instead of first and 10, and that all the other teams that have tried to uh, copy it have mostly failed. And Armando, uh, last question before we finish up, what's your faith mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, Thanks for that question. It means everything. Uh, I'm a born-again Christian. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Uh, It wasn't always that way. I lived in the world and was a mess for a long time. And it's much better to not be a mess 
and and be uh you know have 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 someone that you can have a relationship with and has your back and i know that folks out there will say yeah but he's not really there he's not no he is tangible to me every single moment of my life and stuff has happened to me that just doesn't ordinarily happen to people. Uh, and, you know, you don't have enough time on this show for me to give you the examples, but multiple times my life has been spared. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, you know, saved. Simple as that. Next time we have you on, we're going to get to more of that. I do want to hear some more examples. But Armando, um, thank you so much for joining me. It is always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next time we chat. And best wishes here as the NFL season comes to a conclusion. But you won't get a break. All this stuff's going to continue to move on and move forward. So we appreciate you, Armando. It's always my pleasure, John. We're going to be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago. Don't go anywhere.